disavow it in these other areas. But if it's in the area that makes us money, then we're okay with it. You well, know? and it is super tricky because again, you are at, at this point when you're where you're effectively partnering with DraftKings. So you're you're yeah. encouraging it. You want it to pay off, but at the same time, we're also saying, and I, and I, I do think it's. It's reasonable to say, look, but sure. you guys who are playing the game professionally, uh, who are who are the reason we're able to have this successful sports book partnership, you guys cannot bet because you know that is yeah that is bad. It is a it is bad. bad. Well, what is up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy no putts given day. How you living? Tony, it's freezing in my house today, in case you couldn't tell. Our, our heater went out. It's uh, about 12 degrees outside, and so I'm layering up today. I am I am arti- artificially bundled just for the podcast, but yeah, I, gave, I gave in, and I turned on the heat early. Uh, I, like, I try and be November 1st. That is the law that I lay down with the wife, but then I got cold. And yeah, actually, it's seventy-eight and sunny here today. So I'm doing this. <laughs> oh, it's all lies. It's you all... sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> I do, I do. This podcast, this episode, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by Galvin Green. All of these things we're wearing today, provided by Galvin Green. We're going to tell you more about Galvin Green. Should I say Galvin Green once more? I might. Galvin Green. Are we gonna, um, Galvin Green. No, we're going to do like purveyor a really of awkward... high end. Uh, apparel, outerwear. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, as we go, no doubt. But uh, find them, check them out. Let us know what you think. Call Morikawa goes across the pond, well across the pond, not that pond, the other pond, not the Atlantic pond, the Pacific pond. Wins it's, it's a Zozo. big pond. It is a big pond. Wins. That's at a good name Zozo. for a dog. Zozo or pond? Zozo. Zozo pond <laughs> pond lesso it could work Zozo and pond yeah if you got two so Morikawa he's a tailor made staffer you look through his bag again nothing super interesting from tailor made a- staffer plays tailor made film right. at eleven yeah exactly so you know nothing nothing remarkable uh, to report there however I think the real story look through there the real story is his putter shaft. I just saw that it wasn't steel. That's... It's not steel. It's a Diamana prototype. Oh. Um, I noticed he... just about everything else in his bag was not only Mitsubishi, but Diamana mm-hmm. specifically. That he, line, is a, so why not? he is a big Mitsubishi chemical guy. Um, we'll dig more into the shaft piece a little bit later in some of the tech talk stuff. But yeah, a Diamana prototype shaft. And if you know anything about Colin Morikawa, you know he... Is a phenomenal player, T to green. Well, I mean, obviously, he's a phenomenal player regardless. But if you look at his statistics, T to green, he's exceptional. Not unlike I'm, say, I'm phenomenal, a, tree to rough. <laughs> you're, I'm phenomenal, parking lot to uh, hibachi entrance. Those are my skills. But he, I mean, he's one of those guys, right? Say the same thing. God, if he could just putt average for the PGA Tour, he could be stacking up trophies. Left and right. Kind of how uh, Scotty Scheffler ended the year. Last year was like, man, this guy is historically good tee to green and almost that bad once he gets on the greens. And so this, you know, this with Morikawa winning is is of no little uh, significance. Making some changes specifically to 
again, the slowest part of anybody's bag, putting, the least sexy in so many ways part of the game, putting, and yet maybe the easiest place for Morikawa to go from where he is to maybe where he wants to be. So that's interesting. We'll get there. Tiger announces the field for the hero, his event, right? The hero uh, the hero challenge, 18 players. They get, they get points for that one, right? Oh, touching nerves, <laughs> touching nerve. I yeah. Uh, Apparently they do. I don't think they did though. Uh, initially, I do think, and, and if I'm correct on this, it's an interesting point to make. I don't think they did initially. I think they got feedback, changed some things so that they would comply, and then got the required or got the allocated number of points. But still, it's 18 players, limited field. You know, okay, fine. But bigger story. It's a here good is, field, though. It is a good field. It's a I really mean, it has, good field. It always gives me kind of like an exhibition vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good field. It's, it's a good, good field. field. Seventeen out of eighteen players are confirmed. One spot is TBD. Thoughts on who that spot might be for Tony? Uh, I mean, the the name missing on the list is Rory, right? Like that. You it's Tiger. No. You don't think he's, he's going to play? He's, you don't think he is? No. no. I don't. I see that's it like that's how far removed the idea. It's Tiger's <laughs> tournament and it doesn't even occur to me that he might play in it. So you say he's, he's out. Just, you say I, no I, no team. I mean what, we, what was it 2 3 weeks ago he was hitting wedges at uh at Pebble? I call it the one leg wedge. It looked like he was right. Was it he, was it was Pebble, right? Yeah, it was at the Hay, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, down at the Hay at Pebble. Uh yeah, a wedge is a long way away from even the Hero World Challenge, both yeah. in terms of being able to play and yeah. geographically speaking. I think it's overly optimistic that Tiger would play that event. I'm sure he would like to. Um, I'm sure he would like to play the PNC, right? The father-son one. It seems like, you know, if there's 10 tournaments a year he could play, that might be number one, you know, or two. Maybe the Masters being one, that being two. I just how, – how about this? Here's this question. Over the next year, how many tournaments is Tiger going to play from now through end of next, uh, you know, calendar year? So give it 13, 14 uh, You months. know, I think – boy. It's optimistically, like, best case, it's half a dozen and I think I think the Masters is the bellwether, right? If he's if he's not in the Masters, it's almost like zero. What else really really matters? So yeah, and th- and then it's okay. How does how does that go? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you're not supposed to say that it's over and it's Tiger, and, and so it feels like it's never ever completely over. But right, I mean, this he's he's not going to win ten. Uh, like, forget about winning ten tournaments a year. <laughs> He's, he's not going to compete in 10. Right. So, yeah. Uh, right. 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 I'm hopeful, like I said, optimistically, four to six, you know, including some of these silly seats, like the PNC father-son thing. Like, I think if he could play in that, the Hero World Challenge, I think if he played in that this year, I, I would be shocked. Um, you know, I get there's a spot open. I get it would make sense for him to say, hey, I'm reserving that spot in case I am able to play or whatever the case is. And all right, fine. But I think realistically, maybe you see him at the Masters if he's it's, feeling phenomenal. I feel like the Masters is always the target, 
I feel like it's the target. Always the target. I feel like if he's feeling phenomenal and ahead of schedule or whatever it is, maybe Riviera. There's a huge correlation between how guys play at Riviera and how they play at Augusta. It's L.A. It's there. I That, again, that could be kind of a full-on dress rehearsal. Um, again, if he's feeling fantastic. But, you know, God, this, this sounds really weird to say. But if he were a stock in terms of tournament play and finishes, I'd be selling him right now. I would not be buying Tiger stock. He's not getting any younger. The body is not not getting any better. No. So that's tough. Nope. Nope. Uh, trends out in the world, Tony. Did you see this about gambling? Did you see DraftKings, PJ Tour, a facility in Phoenix, right? Home of TPC. Crazy event. Right, the wasted management <laughs> playing, uh, playing there in TPC Scottsdale, and they have this right new full-on restaurant, bar, betting location. What are your Vegas thoughts? without the tables? Vegas without the tables and the heat. Well, eh, not necessarily, but yeah. What do you think? I mean, any any flags here? Is this interesting on any level other than hey? The PJ Tour at you know PJ Tour did something with a you know like this is very I mean that's it because front. it just felt like for years well you know we were really starting to see the rise of of services sites whatever you want to call them like DraftKings mm-hmm. and and the PGA Tour seemingly wanted no part of it and it was almost felt like trying to actively discourage gambling right and now it's like you know what. At some point, you reach a point, and you're saying, "If you can't, I guess it's if you can't beat them, join them, or accepting the inevitability of it, and and trying to get your cut." So, just yeah. just the fact that the PGA Tour is is involved is, dare I say, almost progressive. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it, to a degree. It's it, it's just interesting, right? This push and pull of, hey we're going to have rules against gambling in so many ways, right? When we know in point of fact, gambling is the bedrock of Phil Mickelson's career, Phil, <laughs> Phil in the blank of every Saturday morning game that's out there. Right. I mean, uh, Nassau playing banker, playing hammer, Wolf, Vegas. These are all super fun game. People play all the time. Like again, betting and golf are so, inextricably linked it makes sense but on on the other hand it it creates to me that again or furthers this odd dynamic of we're going to promote it and make money off of it but we're also going to condemn it in some areas we're going to find players for it or we're going to disavow it in these other areas but if it's in the area that makes us money then we're okay with it you well, know. and it is super tricky because, again, you are at, at this point when you're where you're effectively partnering with DraftKings. You're you're yeah. encouraging it. You want it to pay off, but at the same time, we're also saying, and I, and I I do think it's it's reasonable to say, look, but sure. you guys who are playing the game professionally, uh, who are who are the reason we're able to have this successful sports book partnership. You guys cannot bet because you know that is yeah that is bad. It is a it is a bad conflict there. So it's, I get it, but it is it's murky. But it's murky, again, and it's and I think it's because to me, like 
take other things where, you know, company, even just golf in general or whatever, like they'll have an official fill in the blank for whatever. Oh, this is the official whiskey of the PJ Tour or something. Okay, well, it's, it's a pretty big leap from that to players going, hey, well then, God, I should be able to just be hammered while I play in a tournament. You know, that makes <laughs> sense. You know, like nobody's sitting there going, hey, that's a reasonable thing. But the betting thing is, it, like I said, it's, it's, I yeah, it, you know, you don't think there are guys that are like, you know, on third or fourth day of a tournament that are way back. It's their fifth, sixth week in a row playing, and you and I are out there. I'm like, hey, we got to do something to keep our focus on this. All right, let's play $50 birdies today, or let's just play for 1000 bucks or something to keep the interest in it, right? I'm sure the PJ Tour would hate that. Can't do it, blah, 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 blah. But you know what's happening. Murky. 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 It's fall, Tony. It's getting chilly. Theoretically, it's supposed to be finally the weather's turning here in Colorado. Finally, theoretically, it's been eighty degrees, seventy degrees. Here yeah, through, no, this is this we're at that bizarre. we're at that point here though where it's like usually it starts out at forty, and if you're lucky, it gets up high fifties. Now it yeah. still starts at forties, but you're mid seventies some days. It's crazy. Still, yeah, it's crazy. So, Galvin Green, let's talk about him a little. Uh, a little bit here. We did. We had an article. I think this week came out on best shorts and things. Diving into some apparel spaces a little bit uh, more with some of these things. We talked uh, about some other apparel companies previously. Gowan Green sent us some of these things. When you play golf in the fall, because I know you do, Tony, and when I do, what are your biggest challenges? Biggest issues playing fall golf in the Northeast? Leaves. Leaves on greens. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, temperature-wise, it's a bit like the uh, the Forrest Gump box of chocolates. Never quite sure. Not only what you're going to get, mm-hmm. but, but when you're going to get it, what's the what's yeah. the ramp up? Like, it's, it's going to be 60 today, but is it going to be 60 at 10 a.m. or 4 p.m. right before the sun starts to set? That's kind of mm-hmm. the challenge. So adjusting mm-hmm. to and, and accounting for variability in your your temperature and sometimes you get the wind Mm -hmm. a little bit of everything yeah colorado biggest issues man it like i said we can have four seasons in one day um and it can go quickly and you know a lot of guys i play with that like i think the biggest challenge is is, you know this isn't specific to galvin green or anybody else but it's having the right gear for the condition where it's like if I'm dry and I'm warm, I can play in a lot of di- – like, it doesn't have to be the death sentence to, to the golf season that, oh, the weather's changing. Now, again, once it snows and the courses are closed, I get it. But you can play in 40, 45 degrees and be totally comfortable. You can play in 50, 55 degrees and be super comfortable. So to me, it's about finding the right items – that actually allow you because if you can stay warm and dry, that's it. I can I can play in cold and I can play in wet. I can't play cold and wet. That's exactly doesn't work. Exactly, exactly. So this first jacket I was wearing, I was taking off. I was getting a little hot. Um, 
This one is a specific. This is if it's going to be breezy, windy, phenomenal piece right here because it's it's not waterproof. It's water resistant. So if it's going to rain, I might go with something else. But if it's going to be just cool and windy, this thing blocks out wind. Like again, it, it's phenomenal at doing that. What are you wearing there, Tony? What do you got going on there? So this is I, I should we should know the product names, but this is kind of like this. I used to have a actually a, a Nike piece similar to this like years ago. Sure. Uh, but then the zipper broke like in after three months of use. So, but it's like quilted <laughs> for insulation up here. But then you got like the the super stretchy movable sleeves. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this and this one I find myself like. You know what it's like because you have seven kids. Oh, uh, I have just the one, but you oh. know you're you're basically an Uber, mm -hmm. and so like if it's yeah as it's getting cooler here, this has kind of become a thing. Like I grab if I just got to go pick my daughter up, and I'm looking mm -hmm. for a jacket to toss on. So this is this has kind yeah. of become like it's great for the golf course, but it is it's kind of an become everyday an everyday piece. piece for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think this one I was looking. I think it's called it's the warm, Lyle. Though. The Lyle jacket, perhaps, right here. We got that. I'm wearing a hoodie. I uh, got another uh, hoodie on here from them as well. And the thing, hoodie, like, it, again, I think you should be able to wear hoodies on the course all the time. I'm not going to sit here and tell you this hoodie is millions, you know, a million percent better it's than a hoodie. hoodie. It's a hoodie. But I'll tell you what, it's a good hoodie. It's comfy. It's warm. And it's a good hoodie. So I can't. I can't hate on the hoodie because it's it's a great hoodie and it's comfy. And here's one thing I would say, though. With Galvin Green, they are a European brand. So if you're in between oh, sizes, God, if you're yes. in between sizes, go up. Absolutely. Or even if you're not in between sizes, just think, hey, if I normally wear a large, I'm an XL in that. If I normally wear an XL, like me, go double X. If you normally wear a single fat, go double fat. Like that's the – that is – that is the dig, right? That's the that's the kind of a kind of a thing there. So layers, Tony. That is the thing in Colorado. That is the thing for I think any golf in cold or wet conditions is layers. Get two, three pieces for specific conditions and layer them. Take that. Yeah, and this I mean jacket. for all the for all the joking of the conditions today. Yeah. What what I just took off and what I have now now is exactly what i wore when i played last week at saratoga national where it started out in i think when i got to the course it had just crept into the 50s and then yep you know as the day progressed so it's uh that is this is light enough and that is not so heavy that you can't wear them together and be comfortable so that's mm -hmm. cool. yep yep i feel you i feel you <sighs> Struggling there, buddy. There we go. All right, now I'm down to quarter zip or little zip. So I believe that 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 I just took off is the Leonard. Leonard, what's up, Leonard? Leonard. So we got Leonard hoodie, Lyle, all sorts of fun names. I like that they, you know, they also kind of organize them by what they call kind of like warming effect. So not dissimilar, maybe from the heated seats in your car that go like one, two, three, or something. These are like two, two, two. So you just kind of get an idea of what uh, what might be in there, um, and then you get yeah again get down to some of the more basic pieces like this. That I mean, this is the stretchy pullover quarter zip. I think they call this a half zip, but it's a. I mean, this is golf. Yeah. Everything is a is a quarter zip. Everything's a quarter zip. Comfy, stretchy. Uh, this is the Dixon. 
This is the Dixon. And this is a great base layer. I like this. I wear this like underneath that hoodie or that jacket, and I'm I'm plenty warm. So it's fall, people. Layer up. It doesn't have to be the end of your golf season. Galvin Green can help you out with that. Check out the site. It's not cheap. I'm going to warn you. Size up. Size up. Size up. Check your bank account. Make sure you're good to go. Um, it's good. Like as, as a guy who normally buys pants, going to the European market and getting myself some trousers. <laughs> Does that feel better? You feel, oh, yeah. you feel I'm more like, authentic when you're like, wearing trousers? When I'm on the car, I'm like, I am wearing trousers today. I'm wearing a trouser. Do not mess. Yeah. Play my best round in trousers. Today. Uh, all right. Tech talk time, Tony. Tech talk. Cool. Tech talk. Tech talk. Iron fitting putter shafts and something else. Uh, did you see the post we had on, on iron fitting the other day? We asked people kind of what was most important to them. You know, there was distance, accuracy, forgiveness. We've been over this part before, so we're not going to belabor the point. When we test irons in different categories, we shift those percentages a bit because of what we believe from a testing standpoint is more important or should be more important to a person in that particular category. But how about for you, Tony, when you're looking for a new set of irons, where do you fall distance forgiveness? And then I'm going to talk about Paul Wood in a second, our friend over at ping on the accuracy side, because he uh, hits up and then you're just going to start throwing shit around because that's fun too. Yeah, I'm just dropping stuff. Anyway, yeah, you know, I'd like to. <laughs> it's so so interesting because I will sit here and go, look, look, with with an iron, the most important thing is accuracy. You should not concern yourself with distance, and if you need it, maybe you want forgiveness, but definitely don't concern yourself with distance. And then I got irons that gave me extra distance, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hmm, I kind of like this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's I'd say right it's it's about finding the right balance. It's not one thing. Yeah, it's can you can you get the accuracy you absolutely have to have with the forgiveness that you need, and hey, if you can get some extra distance, if you know, and for some guys don't need distance with their irons. Like I, sure, there there guys go. I don't need to hit it any farther with my driver, and I'm like, you would probably be better off if you did yeah right i mean with with irons as long as you can kind of cover the distance with something it's less important but yeah Yeah. man i think and then it's it's kind of the stuff that that is a little harder to quantify and we'll talk about this more when we get into some of the titleist stuff later on but this Mm -hmm. idea of like their 3ds right and getting that that descent angle so for me to get to to make it come down steeper, I needed to to hit it higher, and so it's it's things that that may not be immediately uh, on your radar, I guess mm-hmm. that that maybe get overlooked that are also also critically important. But yeah, I would I would say probably accuracy first, yeah. then then forgiveness, then distance for me, and then obviously the the tricky part of all of that is you know how wrapped up are you going to get in how an iron looks. And looks, the interesting thing on the looks to me too is from what perspective are we talking about? Are we talking about at a dress? Are we talking about how it looks in your bag? Are we talking about how it just in general, your. I thought I had an iron in there. I don't. So, your, yeah, right. Yeah, it's your overall it's, impression of the aesthetics. Like, ooh, I like this 
like we talked the other way, you know, black irons, limited edition stuff first, you know, you know, satin or a really bright polished chrome finish or, you know, so when you say, hey, just how an iron looks, I mean, it's all of that together, um, no doubt. But, you know, for me, I, accuracy is absolutely number one. Um, and then it's having enough forgiveness to so that it doesn't compromise the accuracy. Right. So it's it's that it's that back and forth. And, and maybe we can we can link to this because there's a, a cool explanation that that Paul Wood did. I saw on the interwebs this week talking about blade length and its impact um, on just kind of face control, hence accuracy. And the more forgiving an iron is oftentimes, right, the longer the blade length the less forgiving from in an, in an MOI perspective, right? Like, okay. The shorter the blade length, the less, uh, less offset. We talk about that being less forgiving, your typical muscle back or cavity, you know, players, cavity back irons. Okay. But there is some thinking there that, that club could be more accurate. We asked this, right? We're like, how can a club be more, how can one club be more accurate than another? Isn't it the archer, not the arrow? Like aren't clubs accuracy a byproduct of me getting that thing back to impact square or, or square to my, you know, whatever it is. Well, maybe, maybe not. It's, I mean, that argument has never made sense to me because the, the same variables that impact how far a ball goes, right? We talk about center of gravity all the time and that how that affects launch. And well, center right. of gravity moves left to right as well and kind of impacts how the ball curves yeah. and things like that. So as soon as you're telling me, it's knowing that design impacts something as basic as the curvature of the golf ball on top of how that face is delivered, mm-hmm. say, all right, we have a design that, that tweaks the way the club is delivered either more open, more closed potentially, or sure. it affects maybe it curves more or curves less depending on the design. We know that is real. Right. So to say that, you know, these, these are effectively call them design features. Yep. They, those things absolutely impact accuracy just as, and it's not, you know, the, the design that is going to be more accurate for you may not be the one that's more accurate for me. There's, right. there is a, right. a component of how well that stuff fits the golfer, just as with a driver, right? Sure. The driver that is longer for you may not be the longest for me, mm-hmm. depending on CG location, things like that. It works, it works front to back and it also works left to right. That's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sure, the golfer is responsible for an aspect of distance and for the left to right, but the, the club absolutely plays a role. Yeah, and I think my just real quick takeaway from that is to, you know, if people are getting fit for irons as we near the end of the season, in a lot of places here, it is a great time to get fit because this is who you are, your swing, your things like, you know, this is this is probably your most authentic golfing self, so to speak. Be open to everything because you might find that because of some of these facets and features, you've kind of pigeonholed yourself into, Hey, I'm this handicap, which I hate as a player. Oh, I'm a 12. I should play this. Okay. I hate that. Be open. Maybe this is where combo sets, right. can be really, really helpful and differentiating. It's like, okay, maybe we play around with blade length a little bit. Maybe I need something that's longer, but on paper is less forgiving maybe, or, 
I don't know. So be open. Putter shafts, Morikawa, Diamana, prototype. This one's a one one that he won with. Like this started back kind of before. He won with a one one. He won with the one one. This one started blah, blah, before, blah. blah 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 before the Ryder Cup. And this was uh, uh, in conjunction with uh, his putting coach, um, new putting coach, uh, and it's interesting to me because I'm just looking. I want to make sure I get his name uh, name correct here, Sweeney. Um, this is his putter coach's uh, last name. First name, can't remember. I'll find it here in a minute. Mr. Mr. Coach. Sweeney. Chief. Uh, Steven. There we go. Steven Chief. Sweeney. I was blank. Chief Sweeney. Right. Steven Sweeney. Uh, but basically, Colin was having issues, right? We said this kind of at the beginning of the show. But this, this was it. And, I mean, this might end up solving his issues. So, so my question... I'm building up to a reasonable question, I promise. Is it possible that this might be where we see composite shafts take over next? You know, no. we talked about irons. Uh, why can't composite? Uh, I mean, this could. Why not? I mean, we've been trying, though, right? This is, I mean, this done? is not the first time we've ever seen a graphite shaft in, in a putter. I mean, LA Golf and BGT and. Remember Stroke Lab a couple oh, yeah. years ago, right? It was going to take over the world, mm-hmm. and here we are. Like if we were, you know, if we were right here before the Stroke yeah. Lab phenomenon, we moved like all the way to here, so well, like that far. But it's movement. It is. It's it movement. Is. Here's my argument that it could. My argument that putter shafts could become the next place where we see like this full on composite takeover is like drivers. It's one club. So we're talking one shaft, not seven, eight or nine. We're talking again. So it's, it's still not inexpensive. You know, maybe it's 60 bucks, 80 bucks, 90 bucks. This three, four, instead of from, from the consumer perspective, 60, 80, 90, whatever it happens to be is 60, 80, 90, more than the steel one that came with your putter that works just fine. So, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I mean, and and then it's it's very specific. Like again, Colin Morikawa. Like this is a very specific use case where his situation is different than most consumers, right? His situation was this where the putter head felt too light, and so he really had a struggle in terms of understanding where it was in space. And so what that leads to is poor distance control typically, right? I'm not sure how much further back I need to take it to generate X amount of speed. And so I'm really uncomfortable with how hard I need to try and hit it. So this particular profile that they went with uh, ended up being lighter overall, like 105 grams, something like that. But basically what it did is it allowed him to feel the head without making the head heavier right without making it 360 380 390 grams in a putter head he could keep the same head weight but feel it a little bit better it's a one-off i think and i mean you're gonna see a lot of one-offs but 
I, I don't feel as much. And again, I, I love I the idea of graphite putter shafts and graphite and give me graphite and everything. But I think honestly, given, given where we are at a price point right now, mm-hmm. short of a global steel shortage, right? We're, we're not getting there anytime soon. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. When you're talking three, four, 5,000 putters, 10, 20, 50,000 putters, and you're paying a couple bucks for that steel shaft versus quite a bit more for composite. I get it. You're not going to see it as the shaft in an OEM lineup, but I, I do think it's interesting for people that want to, you know, again, starts in that one of one world, then maybe makes it into kind of the custom fitting world, boutique custom fitters. And then, you know, maybe eventually these things start to trickle down to say, Hey, here is a really base generic version of that putter shaft that we can make. I mean, we all know how much they can make a driver shaft for, and it ain't much. And they put well, stock it's, shafts. I mean, it's you know, Stroke Lab was compelling because, if I recall, there was not it was pretty much stock, right? That you didn't get hit with. Yeah, uh, no, it charge. wasn't like yeah, it wasn't. This putter's ninety dollars more because it's Stroke yeah. Lab in it. Speaking of ninety, so I'm looking because I it's kind of as you're talking and thinking about it, like I've actually been putting all year with a graphite putter shaft. I haven't given it a moment's thought. But I've been I've been playing with the my PXG putter has the M16 shaft in it. Okay, and so that's that's a ninety dollar upcharge. Okay, but like I said, you gotta you gotta want it, and you gotta you gotta prove ninety dollars worth of benefit very often to a guy who who's looking to just play yeah. golf as cheaply as possible. So it's uh, I think yeah. it's a tough sell. Those are the yeah, those are the you know those are continue to be kind of the. The pain points there. Speaking of which, you and I, uh, over the past month, two months, time in there, we've been trying out these Axiom uh, uh, iron shafts, not putter shafts, Axiom iron shafts. We're going to talk about this more in the the after show. But basically, the idea is Ventus Technology, which we've you and I both played and really loved in our Metalwoods. So the idea of Ventus Technology, VeloCore Technology, but in an iron shaft. Thirty seconds. What's your quick takeaway? Give me your give me your quickest takeaway you can in thirty seconds. I am intrigued, but not convinced. Um, and again, you know, it's it's really it, it's tough to say because for all of what I get three or four weights in a single profile, so it's it's. You're still we're doing something different, but it is at the sacri- at the expense of fitting possibilities and things like that. So you don't it's not a robust lineup. It's either it fits you or it doesn't, and there's not really any other direction you can go to to kind of look at it. Whereas, hey, if if for example a Modus one oh five doesn't fit me, I've got one twenties and Neos <laughs> and one thirties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just got yeah. got this entire catalog to choose from and just about everybody's going to find something in there and here it's like mm-hmm. ah, um, the profile for a given weight that i know i need or going to be in that general area if, if it doesn't fit me bye that's it so mm-hmm. like we'll talk intrigued but not convinced we'll talk more in the after show about that i'll offer some thoughts there too it's a warm day i've stretched out tony speed golf here we go five topics maybe four we'll see if we can get to them all roughly 30 seconds or less we never hold ourselves to that but it's fun to say i'm thinking about ways to improve in the off season tony because like i said people are getting there 
maybe want to change some things up. I'm going to go the first one, second one, third, third one. You pick whichever one you want. What are things people can do in the offseason to get better? What do you got? Give me one. Yeah, I mean, stack system, speed training, whatever your, your tool happens to be. Do some speed um, training. It's not going yeah. out of style, right? Get faster. So, I've 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 been on a months long stack slack. So <laughs> the slack I, system. You've been I on have, the slack yeah, system. Not, it's you know until somebody puts it in my hand. So I have not been good about it. I want to get back to it. So you know I got a couple weeks here, probably golf season. Less than that with travel, probably. So you know for me the winter is going to be stack system and trying to be religious about. Uh, Staying current with my tonal workouts, so that's ooh tonal. All right, yeah. So all right, so we got golf. Uh, you got stack system. You said tonal. I'm gonna throw golf forever uh, out there. That's one that I had started last year. I like you have been on a several <laughs> months long, and, and it hiatus. did not take you. I, you did not forever it. I did not golf forever. I golf for 15 minutes. No, I had some health issues. It's I mean, hard. Use that yeah, no, no. Uh, but uh, I did not. I did not pick it up in the middle of the year. Life um, gets in the way. So, but having something like that, I think at home, 50, even just 15, 20 minutes a day, commit yourself to doing something. I like that uh, a lot. So those are the two for me that I'm going to use are golf forever and the stack system uh, like you, because we know they work. You and I both had success with stack system at, at times. Absolutely for sure. It absolutely works. Golf Forever, I've heard a lot of good things. Like I said, I had started it. Golf Forever was golf eight minutes. It, I, I thought I got to confuse someone with eight minute abs. Six minute abs. Yeah, I got to confuse. So I thought this was golf eight minute abs. I only did it. Yeah, whatever. It didn't work. What else? What else can we do over? Yeah, what else that's can you it. do, Tony? I play yeah. indoor golf. That's about it, right? Fortunately, yeah. now you can do that just about anywhere. So. And there's going to be cool amateur. I mean, there's everything from like you know X golf, golf leagues. Maybe your course has something, city has something. But these things are blowing up. I even like foresight. I noticed getting up and running on the new software runs weekly competitions. So yeah, yeah, you got options. There's comps. Yeah, there's weekly competitions. Uh, Trackman, I know is going to have additional amateur opportunities. There's, I mean, they're going to have professional opportunities as well. Where this next tour, real money, real entry fees, real stuff. Uh, going on. The only one else, uh, other one I'll throw in there is sometimes it's great to take a buddy's trip. You know, take that Arizona trip, that South Carolina trip, or whatever the case is. And it doesn't even have to be somewhere like crazy expensive or whatever. But sometimes I like to throw that out there for myself to have something to like maybe keep me more accountable. Like, hey, if I'm going to go out on this trip, I need to keep up with that workout. I need to make sure I get that other stack system. Like, I like. It's almost, you know, like having people that are runners. They've told me this, like, hey, I want to sign up for something so I have something to train for that keeps me running. Um, I'm, gonna sign up. About, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I've heard about it. Don't necessarily I'll bring, uh, I'll bring the agree force. with it, but, you know, whatever the case is. So that's my other one. Maybe you people have some other things out there. Feel free to add them. Let us know what you think. There are plenty of great ideas out there. And, again, if you want to talk – Irons, shafts, fitting, Tony and I, our experience with Axiom specifically. Stick around for the after show. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the after show here. Tony and I have, uh, we're almost, well, 
we are done with our game of uh, uh, strip no putts given here. We're not going down. This is it. This is all you get, people. This is uh, yeah, oh boy. Yeah, no kidding. So uh, down to our Galvin Green polos. Nice polos. I, I mean, I like I like the print here. You know. Oh yeah, what I mean, is that? So it's it looks kinda, like to me like, looks golf, like blood spatter, golf, like golf holes with some blood spatter and some yeah, like beer mugs and golf carts and golf clubs. So. Okay. Yeah, I got a That's like cool. a geometric. They're all the little G's, the Galvin Green G's, but it's a it's kind of a geometric looking thing. I like it. It's a nice polo. It's it, you know, it's, I don't know if it's exceptional in any particular regard, but it's a nice high quality polo. So say that yeah, comfortable. Say Good that cut. size cut. up. Size, size up. up. I went with the. I normally wear XL, Peter Millar, all these other ones XL. This one, you know what? You know what got me though on on all of it. What's that? Being a European brand, apart from the trousers, just in general, <laughs> trousing or about the uh, the zippers on the wrong side. Oh, on the jackets, yeah, and stuff on the outerwear, yeah. But I mean, you see that with a lot of. I mean, uh, yeah. Actually, perhaps all of the best rain gear has uh, stuff on the wrong side. Wouldn't that be an interesting way to test rain gear and just say, "Hey, all we're going to do is a zipper test. If it's on this side, good rain gear. That side, <laughs> there's our criteria done. Test over." Could do worse, though. You could certainly oh, yeah. uh, do worse. So we're going to deep dive here a little more. Axiom, as we said, Axiom iron shafts are built on the Ventus platform, meaning VeloCore technology, meaning velocity at its core. Basically, the entire concept boiled down into a very simple statement would be what, Tony? What is VeloCore? Stability, right? Stability. It's very simple. Help you... Find the center of the club face more often is kind of how I think of it. I think you actually wrote one of the first Ventus articles, kind of called it like an MOI enhancer, kind of like there you go. You had MOI in your golf club, and this helped you access more of that MOI more often. So, again, seen a lot of success with Ventus on tour in the retail space. You know, inarguably probably the most uh, um, successful product line in Fujikura's history. I would yeah, I think I'm safe in saying that. Um, probably the the biggest impact on the shaft market ever in terms of I'm not talking like a transitional thing from graphite steel to graphite yeah, but in right, terms right. of an individual product just blowing up to the point where ubiquitous despite a, a price point above 300. I mean mm-hmm. yeah. Pretty wild. So people want you. Know, all right, so Axiom is Ventus for irons, more or less. Well, and so you and I have been on a on a little bit of a quest here over the last uh, last little bit to try them, give some of our feedback, um, and you know you said that you were intrigued, basically, and I'm putting words in your mouth, so you can intrigued but kind of not satisfied in in a sense. So. What, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, you by just that? want again because these are depending on the weight, either one hundred and five or one hundred and fifteen dollars each, and so right. you sort of think, man, for for that price, what if this? Wouldn't it be nice if this was world changing? Where mm-hmm. instead of hitting, you know, for me six seven greens around, I hit all of them. <laughs> or, <laughs> I go six greens around just, to eighteen. Yeah, maybe <laughs> just or you know just miss one or two, whatever it happens to be, and what. What you kind of realize is that in in the world of golf, especially as it relates to 
cutting edge slash innovative products, it, it costs a lot to get that, that extra little bit. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I've, I've played these on course. Um, I've, I've grabbed some numbers on the, on the simulator on the foresight quad. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I did notice we'll start with taking them outside and getting loose in sub 50 degree weather. Uh-huh. Like that's that's where you can really start to appreciate graphite is when you <laughs> you clank one off the off the low face or out on the toe and you're like, uh-huh. oh, that wasn't so bad. Whereas anybody who's played in cold weather knows what that's like, especially yeah. first thing in the morning. You're like, you know what? Yeah. I'm just going to go sit by the fire now. I'm done. So that mm-hmm. that's much more pleasant. And I think, again, this is more graphite in general. Right, right. But we talked about what to do in the off-season, indoor golf, right? Golfers are hitting off mats way, way more often than we used to be. And there's, sure. you know, I don't know that there's been a definitive study yet, but there's certainly some anecdotal evidence that, that says, hey, you know, play off mats correlates with what certainly looks to be like a, an uptick in rates of tennis elbow and golfer's elbow sure. and, and things that may be related to repeated impacts off uh, surfaces Harsh other surfaces. than grass, yeah. and so if, if graphite can help with that, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm big on that. But you know, just looking at the numbers, I I didn't see a ton between Axiom and my my gamers. So let's and, start. Let's start with that. So what what exactly? What what gamers? What have you been fit into? What iron shafts do you tend to play really like? And then which ones did you? Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a I'm a Modus 120x guy. Modus 120X Tony, okay? Yeah, it's been, I've mentioned this before, but I think my last two, maybe, yeah, last two Titleist iron fittings, my last two or three PXG fittings, uh, those those being, and I think, you know, when we were out at the the Kingdom last year, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, uh, we settled on Modus there as well. And so, like, this is is a shaft that that fits me really well. Uh, Every fitter seems to land on it for me. And, you know, we go through the motions. We try the KBS and the dynamic gold. It's not like sure. ju- I just walk in and go, yeah, give me this. Hey, one. give me one of those. Right. right yeah, right. No, we go through it. So that that's part of the challenge, too, is is a shaft that that fits me really well. Mm-hmm. And so, so in that respect. Just, with that yeah, shaft, and, obviously. You know, just looking at the numbers, it's it's crazy how close they were when I hit them side by side. And, and to be clear, so this is with the exact same head. So I have mm-hmm. – uh, not sure what to do with Axioms mentioned in the past, right? Come on, Brad. Let's get those 0317 T's released because I really loved right. playing them last year. Right. They came out. Uh, I sent the shafts to PXG who put them in the new 037 T with me, and they were also really cool about sending me an identical 7 iron with a modus in it. So I had the yep. rare opportunity to test like versus like. Same grip, this this the shaft being the difference, and it's – it's pretty wild how close they were. Mm-hmm. In um, terms of when you say how close, are we talking like ball speed launch? Da, so da, 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 like. ball speed within 0.3 miles an hour, launch within 0.2 miles an hour. Uh, let's see, backspin. This is crazy. Like foresight. Yeah, six RPMs. Which is across the within the margin for air, so we'll call it zero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's backspin. Looking at total spin, sixteen R- RPM. So, like yeah. again, super close. Um, other stuff that I kind of look at uh, efficiency. 
we can do mm-hmm. like for like here. So yep, point zero one difference there. Um, carry yards point oh uh, not even um, Jesus point three yards difference in carry. So so virtually identical performance. I mean, and even it, yeah. Let me uh, let me grab the one more just because it's, it's wild. Max height. Yeah, point three yards. You're unbelievably me, feet, consistent. Point three feet. And so, maybe you said this, but okay. So we got Modus Tour 120, and then which uh, which Axiom the 125X, which is and it, it's particularly interesting because Fujikura's 125 is about 130, Modus 120 is closer to 115. It's like 117, 118. So it's yeah, you know, yep. it's in that range. So a little bit different weights, and again. Um, Super duper close. Now, what what the numbers suggest is I was I was a bit tighter front to back. So, if you're using FSX Pro, it has a range metric. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, what's what's the front to back difference? Yep, a uh, little tighter on that, and so that ended up with a significantly smaller dispersion area as a result. So that was okay. You so know, if I were to pick out one thing that says, hey, is there an can you show an advantage for the Axiom? Tighter grouping. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So it's just listening. You kind of talk through through that piece there. A couple things. One, you know, you went so compared to the tour one twenty, which, like I said, in X, it says it's a stock weight of about one hundred twenty grams. By the time you cut it down, you know, right, a couple grams less, no doubt. So <clears throat> let's just say, you know, you went up roughly ten grams in weight, which is can be very significant, especially oh, you can when, feel you're already, you when you're can already feel at 120. It. When you're already at 120, going up to 130, 130 is heavy. Yeah, it's and that's I swung it. I swung it slower, for sure. So I mean, I guess the argument is I got I got just as much out of one mile an hour less ball speed, or excuse me, head speed. Mm-hmm. But whew, yeah, I mean, you so, can feel it. I mean, that's it. It's it. Yeah, that's an interesting part to me. Is basically you went up 10 grams. You didn't lose any performance from a total performance perspective, but you did get more accuracy. So, you know, again, if I'm on the Axiom side and I'm trying to say, hey, here's a win for for Axiom, that's what I would look at and say, hey, man, this guy went up 10 grams in weight, didn't lose any performance and gained a little bit in accuracy. There's a performance case to be made there, right? Now we can look at it otherwise and say, hey, how much more accuracy did I get? Is that going to be worth the $120, you know, whatever per shaft, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we can absolutely. And I think what, like retail, right? Road. If you were just buying heads, I think retail on a Modus is what, 40-ish? Yeah, 40, 45 for the Modus Somewhere 120 there, typically. Yeah, this yep. is 120 and an yes, three is 115. Yeah, so it's... So. It's like I said, I, I can make a case that it, I see some benefit here and I'm going to spend some more time with it, hit some more mm-hmm. shots. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things because I, 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 I will say nothing bad about the PXG 0317T, what was the Gen 5 Tour. Mm-hmm. I love the previous version. I love this new version. It, it looks really good. It feels really good. Mm-hmm. I hit good shots with it. But going back to the, the Titleist fitting, at least, yeah. you know, what I did yesterday – I, I struggle to get the height that I that is ideal, and uh-huh. so there is a part of me that's like, oh, man, I, I kind of wish I'd put the axioms in my Titleist. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah. I could put them in, but because they're parallel tip, don't get me started on on that little yeah. point of aggravation. 
Right. Um, right. It, it's a little more work, but it could be done, and I'm I'm intrigued. But again, I also know that I have an iron shaft that that, that works fits really me well for you, really well in the steel, yeah. and that's that's yeah. the challenge too. If you're if you're really well fit into steel, it's like I said, it's very tough for to improve on that for me as somebody who's a little better than he used to be as an iron player, but not a tremendous ball striker by any stretch. Like you, you, you give me however much of a face you give me, I'm going to use it. <laughs> so use it all. Just to kind of see. Yeah. Like Even it, the part where there's no score lines. I'm going to use this smooth I'm, part. I flirt on the edge of it. Yeah, for sure. I like to, I like to put a half a ball out there sometimes. I was a little, actually yesterday when I grabbed the date, I was a little heel heavy. So that was intriguing as well. So, yeah. And yeah, talk about this too. This I use this head. This is a proto concept. Um, this is the cavity back when they had this here. So same thing. Had an extra seven iron and similar process. Uh, similar kind of thing. I tend to fit best into um, dynamic gold uh, X one hundred one twenties. So not the heavy one thirty version, but again kind of right in that 120 range. Um, I've gone back and forth a little bit also with Project X. Uh, the LZ shaft and I have gotten along well in that kind of 125 class. So that's kind of where I want to sit. And the, with the Axioms, the 125s were too heavy for me uh, in the X. They were, they were too much... Uh, in terms of, I felt you, like you, I just, you gotta want to swing hard, which is it's kind of my a, game. Like ever, like there's no subtlety to to how I uh, deal with a golf ball. Like, yeah, it's and, just <laughs> no. Just, you gotta kind of be a gorilla. Um, yeah. And so I, you know, for me, that part uh, proved to be too heavy. Um, so I went with the 105s. So and I and know where is, you're going with the rest of the story, right? It's, so uh, I went with. The 105s, I wasn't going to go all the way down to 75 because right there's three. There's 75, 105, and 125. And this, I was chatting with Matt Fryer about this out at Fujikura when we were filming our little 30-shot challenge thing and and whatever. And If, you've, one, if you've ever read Goldilocks and the Three Bears, you know where this story is going. You know going. right where this is going. And he, he is a gorilla. That guy can move the ball. Great swing. He's a 125X guy and mashes the ball. But even he said it took him a while to dial it in in terms of how much to tip, how much not to tip. Do we soft step something, blah, blah, blah. That's a whole different conversation on the fitting side and the parallel tip versus taper tip and having blanks, right? Having long iron, mid iron, and short iron, basically three blanks. So you really have three shafts. You can just tip them differently. Um, so with the 105. And what I noticed Ball speed went up as compared to the 120. So ball speed was one to two miles an hour faster with the 105Xs. Swing speed went up a little bit as well. Again, we're not talking five miles an hour, eight miles an hour. We're talking a couple miles an hour. So in this case, a lighter overall system, I did swing a little bit faster. Um, But where I struggled is and this is maybe kind of similar to the Colin Morikawa story a little bit, the sense of where the club and head were in space was harder for me. Um, and that, if you, I go too light, that's, you know, 
forget about it. I don't have a chance. And so especially I, I if I'm trying to hit partial shots because, I mean, think about it too, right? If, let's say, the max carry for a club, let's just say it's 150 yards. Okay, that's my full, you know, whatever. How often do you land on that exact number where it's like, yep, I'm going to hit full nine iron or full wedge or full eight, and I know that, okay, you know, very rarely, right? It's it's typically always some percentage of that, or you're playing an average of that. So very rarely is it like, hey, I'm just going to hit this, my absolute full, and live with the results. So for me, that's where the 105, it's like, I love the extra speed, who won it? Nobody hates seeing themselves swing it a little faster, of course. But I think over time, that's where I would struggle is to see improved consistency, not just on a launch monitor, you know, not just hitting 10 full, you know, da, 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 but when you're actually outside playing golf, right? So I want a 115X. Goldilocks. Yeah, man. It would be nice if it was taper tip. And I'd prefer if it was taper tip out of the game. That's, I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's kind of the thing. And they're not in OEM catalogs. There's no there's no real expectation that that Titleist or TaylorMade is, is going to put Axiom in the lineup. This is this is kind of a, a club builder slash custom fitter line. But at the same time, like, those those guys aren't by and large selling heads that are built for parallel tips. So you're either you're either right. boring out the right. heads or you're you're shaving the shafts. And you know, obviously, you don't. Especially if you're unsure, if you're if you're willing to take a flyer and pick up some axioms just to try them out, right? You don't want to bore your head. You're probably no. a little right. nervous about trying to turn them down. So it's yeah. yeah, I don't I don't love that part about, but like you said, you know, fitter does give give them the opportunity to kind of dial in some some profiles that that aren't mm-hmm. there kind of natively, right? Stiffening, yeah, and softening the tip a little bit, but yeah, and this isn't a knock on on Fujikura at all. Uh, what I'm saying is that just like we go back however many years, like I remember when we first saw Ventus Blue, and. This was also the most ridiculous range session of Tony's life with a hundred X graphite shaft. If you remember that particular one at Top Golf, where you were just lights out, and we saw Ventus Blue for the first time. Well, think about Axiom kind of that way, yeah. So I mean, you started with Ventus Blue, and that's before there was red, black, hybrid versions, different weights, and then we add TR black, TR red, TR blue. And you kind of look, and now you look at this whole Ventus line on the wood side of being like, wow, there's a lot of selection there. And right yeah, now, and I, I guess, you yeah. know, if, if I'm going to give you a knock, I would say like the starting, and again, the 125 is not available in an S. So it's it's starting at, at 130X, which to me, that's like, that's like coming out of the gate with, and again, you do have some lighter options in the mix here, but... Right. A, a 130X day one is like coming out of the gate with a with a Ventus Black 7X TR is, is kind of <laughs> right. like your right. I was like that's where we're that's right. where we're starting and I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I mean 
again, like it's called 125. It's really 130. You're, it's a big boy shaft with a big boy uh, persona and profile. Um, I don't think many people, I know many people aren't going to fit into it just percentage wise, right? Most people with these would end up in probably 75 or 105. But, and, 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 and Fujikura knows that. They know that there's a hole. They know there's a 95 ish gram hole and there's a 115 to 120 gram ish hole. So I fully expect to see, you know, that they'll plug some of those holes. Like, would you know, a 125S be particular intriguing to me? Yeah, I would I would go that route probably over a 105 just because the weight would be Yeah, I might. So you'd, you'd probably similar. play it as is. I'd probably want to hard step that, but yeah. Yeah, I want it. I would probably start with it straight in and and go from there and see what happens. Um, yeah, just, you know, I, you would, know. I would love a 120X. That would be... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was gonna say, and again, right that, now that's, that's why I say I'm intrigued because I feel like I know. Like, I know that modus shaft fits me as well as any iron shaft has ever fit me, maybe as well mm-hmm. as any iron shaft will ever fit me. Uh-huh. And so to be kind of toe-to-toe and be, like I said, I mean, I, I read those numbers off. They are they are freakishly close <laughs> for yeah. with a shaft that I feel right. like is a little heavy and a little stiff for me. Mm-hmm. And so if I could, you know, hey, if, if this gets dialed down to where, like, there's just, you know, I, dare I say it's all, all the benefit of, of Velo Core and, and Axiom technology across the board, but in a – yeah. And a profile and a feel that is more like modus. I, I feel like, yeah, maybe, maybe that would actually give me a little bit more. Yeah, that I mean, that's right, like the ultimate. And you know, who knows how long before we get there, if we would get there, is to be able to take a profile that you know is successful for you and basically blueprint it, right? But but you'd say, hey, all right, here's the modus 120x, take that. They know what the EI profile is. They can figure that out. All right, now I want you to take that and Axiom-ify it <laughs> and make it that. And here you go. You are, you know, here's the Tony Protos, right? I mean, that was kind of the idea of LA Golf, right? That was kind of this concept that they were working uh, working towards, but obviously exorbitantly expensive at this point and those things. But – I mean, yeah. Would I would I love to say, hey, take the dynamic old one twenty X one hundred, make it an X one, honey, yeah, X one, honey, Randy, make Randy, make that. I don't know. So we'll see. That's a lot. That's a lot of jibber jabber, Tony. That's we always a have thoughts. Deep, deep shaft discussion. That is deep. My goodness, discussion. Golf spy T. Golf spy C. Find us. Follow us on the inner. Webs, we are out there. If you need apparel advice, ask Tony. He is dialed into the stuff. That is clear. Please give Love him a good feedback. print. Love a good print. Love a good print. I do too. Until next week, we out.